With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back here to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Danny Kahala, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you, joining us now, covering the Detroit Lions for all Lions. His name, Logan Lamarandier. Find him on Twitter at LLamarandier. Wow, I think the crowd just abruptly stopped. There we go. Let me hit it one more time. Sometimes, they, you know, Logan, I think they were shocked because they're like, hey, this isn't, uh, this isn't a Wednesday. What's Logan doing here? Welcome back to the show, my man. How are you? Doing great. The weeks just keep getting better and better, I feel like. I mean, we've never experienced this. I say this every week. Hey, how long we've been doing this? Huh? Look at us now. Six and one in the last seven games with the best scoring defense in the NFL. Who is this Lions team? <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's crazy. Just, I think we've been doing this for six years. And just six weeks ago, seven weeks ago, I had written the Lions off, and I think I basically said that uh, the, this wasn't a talent enough team, and we just needed more talent. And I don't know how it's come this far this quickly, but uh, a lot of young talent is now stepping up. Things are just falling into place. You know, these younger players are growing into their roles, and everything is just going well. I, I feel like the Lions are the team is reaching their potential. They're healthy. There's a lot going right for the Lions, and it, everything didn't go right against the Jets, but good teams find a way to win, and in a weird way, I, I was happy that it was a tough pulled it out. So it was, uh, yeah, just on top of the world right now, I feel like, and we're not even there yet, but even if this season ended today, uh, they already have more wins than I predicted them to have, so that's a win for me. Uh, you know what? We were talking about expectations, and this is uh, you know this is this is crazy right now. Two, three game winning streaks, a chance to go for six consecutive wins if they can take care of business. I don't want to get ahead of myself because I want to backtrack to last week's game because the offense just didn't play very well. But you said something very important there, and that is the fact that good teams find a way to win, even the most ugly games. If it's a fifteen to nine game, a twenty to seventeen game, offense isn't doing diddly squat. You get a special teams. Touchdown! You know, you just you find these different ways to put points on the board. Defense get a stop late. Who do you blame the most for the Jets' issues in that football game? Do you blame Zach Wilson, the quarterback, for punting the ball out of his arm, or do you blame Robert Sala's clock management there in the last drive? Um, yeah, the, the no timeouts was interesting, but yeah, Zach Wilson, I <laughs> I couldn't believe some of the throws he was making, and the Lions didn't capitalize on all of them, but. Sometimes I was just like, is this, this is Zach Wilson, right? Like the number two overall draft pick. And he's just throwing up these prayers and it worked for him outside of the one Jerry Jacobs interception. But I just, yeah, I could not believe what he was doing. And I felt like the Lions 
should have been further ahead in the game than they were. But the Jets defense is very good. You have to give them credit where it's due. But yeah, I just I, I would probably blame Zach Wilson more than anybody. I couldn't believe it either. I mean, just throwing absolute ducks 30 feet into the air, and then somehow a Jets receiver finds his way to the football. It's like, no, oh, the ball goes up. You're like, oh, we got that, right? And then all of a sudden the camera yeah. pans. I'm like, we don't, we, we don't have that. What happened? What, what are we doing here? And it's like, how in God's green earth? And it's like, well, I know he threw for 320 yards or whatever, but it, like, it was ridiculous. I can't believe that he can't read a defense. Yeah, and that lob moon ball, whatever you want to call it, that he just tossed up into the air, a 5'9 running back comes down with it. I'm like, what? How? How is this happening? But, yeah, you look at the stats, and they look fine. It was just when you're watching him, yeah, he he wasn't all that impressive. And uh, if they had any type of offense, you combine that with their defense, and they'd be very dangerous. And they're, they're still a decent team, and a lot of it is because of their defense. But... I just, I had, I really enjoyed watching Zach Wilson just because it, it was a lot of fun. And I'm glad the Lions ended up winning because otherwise I would have absolutely hated it. But looking <laughs> back at it now, it's a lot, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> the moon ball. Yeah, that's exactly like punted it into the air. It's like, how in the hell is anybody going to catch this thing? Dear God, what, what would you watch this Lions team struggle to run the football? Uh, that to me is a little concerning, right? The, like the run game early on in in a, in in a lot of their wins has been pretty consistent. And I know as a team, you know they cross the hundred yard threshold, which which is nice. But it does seem like they're you know, I think they had one hundred and seven against the Jets. The Amon Ra had one carry for six. Justin Jackson had six carries for sixteen. Jamal Williams had thirteen carries for thirty three yards. DeAndre Swift eight for fifty two. You know, I, I get that they go over the century mark, but I feel like they're still trying to figure out who who is the best back to have back there and to get a bulk of the reps. Yeah, it's you're we're kind of missing out on those big explosive plays that were happening at the beginning of the season that really always helped the running game a lot in terms, uh, you know, looking at the stat sheet. But it's it's been odd because it is becoming a trend where the Lions haven't been able to run the ball that great, but they're still efficient. I feel like when they need to run the ball, they do. And that's what's the most important factor. But I, I, you have to almost look at their passing game too, because their passing attack has been so good that maybe they are fine with going away from the run a little bit. Or if teams want to stack the boxes, it's opening up the passing game. So there might be a give and take there. I, I'm not overly concerned about the run game, but it sure would be nice if you could dominate a little bit more on the ground, which would make a lot of sense with this offensive lines they have. And I, I think the Lions have talented running backs, uh, maybe not a, in that elite category, but they have some running backs who can do some real nice things. And they, they both, all the guys have strengths and weaknesses, but um, I'm not overly concerned about it just because, mostly because the offense is still moving the ball outside of last week. And even when they were moving the ball, they just struggled in the red zone, which, they have been pretty good at all year. So I'm not at a very high level of concern, but it's something I would like to see get better moving forward. The Jets took the lead late in the fourth quarter, 17-13. to 13. The Lions get the football back with 4.37 on the clock. Jared Goff throws a pass that hits Brock Wright right in his hands. I mean, right in the hands. And I literally was like, oh, my God, Brock Wright. And then... Then they decide that, hey, guess what? 
It's fourth and one. We're at the 49-yard line of Detroit. We're going to go right back to him. Play action. They go back across the field, right? Uh, leaves his block, drags across, and, I mean, the confidence for Jared Goff to throw it back to Brock Wright, for Brock Wright to actually catch that football, for Ben Johnson to have any belief in J Brock Wright after a drop. Like, I thought that was an amazing sequence of events. It was, and you have to feel good for Brock Wright because, yeah, that, that was a pretty ugly drop. It would have been a nice gain, you know, uh, you, you had to have that drive. And once that drop happened immediately in the back of my head, I'm thinking, is this is what, is this going to be the drive killer? You know, you have to make those plays and to have the confidence to, to go back to them on literally the most important play of the game. If they didn't get that fourth and inches where they decide to pass and Brock Wright drops another one. Oh man, that would be just absolutely horrible. But it was a perfect play call. The Jets weren't expecting it. Uh, it was a little bit of trickery where Wright looked like he was just down blocking where it was going to be a run. And it's not like the defense, when you have all the weapons that the Lions have on offense, I don't think Brock Wright's very high on the list of guys that the defenders want to keep an eye out for. And he was just wide open and he looked athletic, you know, running the ball after the catch. And it didn't really, <laughs> there wasn't many people he had to make miss, but he had a nice little cutback at about the 10 yard line to get in the end zone. I, I didn't think he was going to make it. And then he got down close to the goal. I'm like, he's, he's going all the way. And then my mind instantly went to, well, is there too much time left on the clock again? One of these situations. But it all worked out. It all worked out. And you know what? They, they end up uh, missing a field goal the Jets do. And it felt like to me that's a field goal that they make. We go into overtime and lose in years past. Like we've seen that story so many times. And literally, finally, somebody missed a kick against the Lions. It's about time. I mean, all these long kicks that always find a way to make it through the goalpost. And this kick wasn't even close. So when he kicked it, I'm like, oh, thank you. And I don't even have to sweat it out the full 50-some yards the kick was. <laughs> and, um, you know, again, going back to just the Lions overcame a lot, and they didn't play their best. They had a lot of critical penalties at just the worst time. And oh, all the, the holding holdings. Oh, my God, yeah. the holdings. These are things that have killed the Lions in the past where they could not overcome them. And that's I just feel like this team is different. And I we've probably said this before in the past six years at some point, but I do feel like this team is different where they're overcoming things. And uh, the little mistakes they, they make that they've, have completely derailed games or have lost them games in the past. They're just not doing that right now. And that's, I don't know what that is. You can, if you want to say that's Dan Campbell's culture or just the confidence growing in this team, uh, it's, it's something that I'm just not used to being <laughs> as a Lions fan. So it's, it's super encouraging. And, you know, looking, looking in the future, it's just, I feel like the future's bright. The future most definitely is bright. Logan Lamoury Deer. Find him on Twitter at L Lamoury Deer. Logan, they go to Carolina this weekend. They're taking on the Panthers in what could be the coldest game to ever be played in franchise history down there in Carolina as this cold front just is going to be sweeping across the nation. And it's a blizzard of 78 all over again, right? Or it might be two or three inches. We don't really know. But whatever it is, it's going to be a problem. And it's happening very, very soon. So. As they go down to Carolina, does it concern you at all some of the performances that this team has had 
when weather has been, you know, maybe not ideal, right? They've played really, they played decent in warm weather. They've played decent indoors, but they haven't really shocked us or shown us too much when they have to go outside. Does that make you nervous? Uh, yes, slightly, but I, I do feel like the strength of the team, even though it hasn't been of late, is their offensive line. They should be able to run the ball if, if the weather condition is too bad where it's tough to pass. It's not going to be any easier for the Panthers either. Uh, and then you look at on the defensive side of the ball, just the Lions' run defense has been great. That has dramatically improved uh, since the start of the season. And you have all these – the linebackers are playing at a really high level. The defensive line, despite being young, you can tell they're getting better and developing. And they're just stopping the run as well. And that's uh, – those cold games or if it's snowy, that's what it comes down to is usually the big uglies up front and who wins that battle. I'm, and I'm confident the Lions can do that if it comes down to that. So uh, those – you know, the, the bad weather games, they can sometimes be a little odd and uh, there maybe might be more turnovers, but the Lions have been good protecting the ball and they've been great at getting turnovers, which is a, another big reason to why they've been having so much success lately. Lately, and I think that can continue. I see that ESPN's matchup predictor has Detroit at a 42% chance to win the football game. However, Vegas has them as a two and a half point favorite. What is your you know, gut feeling going into this Christmas Eve ball game? My gut feeling the Lions are the better team. Um, I, I feel like if they are for some reason to, to lose the game, it is the NFL, they have. It happens, but if if they're going to lose, it's it's got to be probably because of their own mistakes. I I don't think it's going to be something where they just get outplayed like that. And you, you see it every week in the NFL where a lesser team beats you know the better opponent. It it happens, but uh, a lot of that is just from things not going the team's way. And the Lions just it's it's hard to fathom right now just the way they've been playing as of late that they're going to falter. So it's the confidence is at an all time high and you always kind of got to be careful with that in the NFL. But uh, I, I'm feeling fairly confident. Frank Ragnow uh, made the, uh, the pro bowl games. That's how it's being rebranded. Now it's the pro bowl games because the actual game is no longer a thing, but we do have some alternates. I'm on Ross St. Brown, Panay Sewell, Jared Goff, Jason Cabinda, Jamal Williams, Jonah Jackson, Kali Freeman, Taylor Decker, and Aiden Hutchinson. I feel like that's a really nice kind of core group of players, even though they weren't named to, you know, the, the, the actual roster, the rosters themselves, they are alternates. I don't know what the games are going to look like. Haven't read that much into it. Haven't cared about the pro bowl in eons outside of the fact that if you make the pro bowl, somebody could say, Hey guys, a pro bowler. What do you, what do you make of it? Uh, I, I really hate the Pro Bowl, uh, not only the game, but just the voting process. I feel like it's such a popularity contest. It, who is ever on a good team, I feel like the half the team will make the Pro Bowl if you're on, you know, just someone who's having a successful year. And that's, it makes sense, but I've always felt like being in Detroit, it's not, you don't get all the media frenzy that other teams get. And it's, it's so much of a popularity contest. But I do think it's nice to see, even though they are alternate or alternates, it's the Lions still have plenty of people being represented, which is a step in the right direction. And at least there's some recognition being happened. And, uh, you know, I, I think there was 
a, a few snubs. I, I can see it. Like Frank Ragnow, yes, I felt like he deserved it. Taylor Decker being a fifth alternate, I thought he should have been higher. Um, Kirby Joseph, who led the fan voting <laughs> and had the most votes for any NFC free safety, uh, didn't even wasn't even an alternate. So, like, how does that happen? Obviously, because the fan vote was only one-third of the votes. But, um, yeah, the, the Pro Bowl's always just kind of irked me a little bit because I, I feel like it's such a popularity contest. Yeah, uh, the fan vote, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. And it's a, uh, man, it's, um, yeah, it, it is what it is. I just like, I'm just glad, you know, some Lions players are able to, you know, they're, they're able to get some recognition across the league and, and a little bit of pub, you know, across the board and be able to have their names mentioned in some households that probably don't, they, they might not even be able to pay attention to what's going on in Detroit. They might never be on uh, in their area because we only play one o'clock somewhere uh, on a Sunday. And, you know, that's uh, for some people, that's great. And for some people, that's not so great. It is what it is. Uh, Carolina, back to them real quick. I feel like the Lions are the better team as well. I'm a little nervous. You know, I think that we can build on the fact that they played an ugly game against the Jets. It's definitely not something, you know, you want to make the norm. But Carolina, I mean, there I mean, there's no way. I mean, Sam Darnold, I mean, come on. They they had Baker, they cut they they waved Baker. Baker goes to LA. They got a big game coming up against Denver as far as picks <laughs> are concerned. That's going to be fun to watch. There's just no way, right? That's that's my feeling, but as I've learned in the NFL and I've learned when I've started betting on games that when you say there's no way, that's when things happen. So you just never know. But again, going back to it, I feel like the Lions are the better team and they should win. They should. Let's hope that they do. He is Logan Lamarandier. He's a winner in our book. He's always 17-0. There's no 500 for double L. We appreciate you, my friend, as always. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas uh, to you and the, and the wife and the kids. Man, you got everything done? Oh, no. No, I don't think we're. I don't think everything's going to get done. It's going to be one of those years where <laughs> we got kids who've got excuses. You've got ex- oh, What's my excuse? I don't have any excuses. I need to find. <laughs> I got to find some kids right now to make up some excuses. Logan, as always, my man. Thank you so much for the time. We greatly appreciate you. Of course, thank you. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and have a good one. We'll talk next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.